2: Welcome back to Silver and Black Today, the post-game edition. Scott Colbranson, your host, along with my good friend Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast here, make sure you do it wherever you get your podcast. Just look for Silver and Black Today. Uh, If you're watching us on YouTube, hit subscribe. Also hit the notifications bell. Also, do me a favor. Go over to the Raiders Fan Radio profile on YouTube. Go follow them, too. They're live on Wednesday nights, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Eastern Time. Make sure you check it out. It is a great show. That's why we have Murph here, because we can't get enough of him. Uh, so his girl will kick him out. She's had enough of him, but we are not going to kick him out. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping him around. Uh, but anyway, we're talking about this game. Uh, what a big, big win for the Raiders. And yes, it is a big win. It'd be, uh, four and seven. It's, not a big, it's a big win. They string together two which in a season like this is a big deal. You got to see a lot of great performances. And Murph, let's dive into what we saw went right. In. And the first thing I want to talk about was the interior of the defensive line. Patrick yes. Graham's defensive play calling we'll get to later, too, because that's going to be towards the end of the show in the, uh-oh, we need to still fix this stuff portion of the show. But uh, when you look at the interior defensive line, uh, the, in, the initio- uh, excuse me addition of Tillery up front made a difference. He made some plays. He really created a presence there, Jerry Tillery. Also, Bilal Nichols. We saw the Bilal Nichols we thought we'd see all season out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Cleveland Farrell playing well. Of course, Max Crosby with another sack and a half. Should have been two sacks uh, there. Uh, Geno Smith got rid of the ball towards the end of the game. was very, very lucky to do that. But, man, I'll tell you what, that's what you need. It goes to show you, Murph, if your interior defensive line can play at least at that level, that frees up. Chandler Jones, who had a good game despite not getting another sack, uh, but also frees up Max Crosby, who is the defensive player of the year in my mind uh, so far this season. Uh, Talk about that, what you saw, how exciting that was from a fan's perspective as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was great. You know, the the interior of when you you start getting that that pass rush in the interior does a few different things, right? Most importantly, like you're talking about, you start sucking up blocks and you start freeing up the guys that are really good at rushing the quarterback. You allow them to rush the quarterback. But also, when you got 300-pound dudes falling around your feet as a quarterback, you start getting real unhappy real quick, and you start getting real happy feet, and you start moving, you know, what, what, are they, what do they say? Off-base throws, right? Uh, you know, you, you want to you get them off balance. You want to get them out of their comfort zone. You get them out of the pocket. You get them moving but it's 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 an uncomfortable place for a quarterback to be and what happens when they slide out of that pocket when they're trying to to create or even because you, know, you can't step up right so because you're getting that you're getting that pressure what happens is that that that's when things get loose and that thing when things get created and uh, you know we saw it we saw we we saw you know of course it was on a it was on a on a, on a, on a, uh, a fumbled on an exchange but we saw Chandler Jones zip in there quick it was nice to see mm-hmm. 55 on the screens now a couple of times in a row yeah we'd like to see him get some sacks I think that's um, it's kind of funny to me uh, that uh, not that you said it, but the way that some of the way it's pre- presented by the Raiders sometimes they're like, Oh, we love Chandler Jones. Yeah. He doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but we love what he's doing. It's like, <laughs> well, didn't you kind of bring him in to show up on the stat sheet? Like, I don't know. I'm just uh, call me crazy. But, um, but anyways, but like, but it is nice to see him have have a great play. But Max Crosby, like the fact that that, that interior line had that presence, had that pressure and then allows him to, when he gets a one-on-one, It's ball game. We saw him with the bull rush. We saw him with the duck. We saw him. I mean, that dude's got now he's building up an arsenal of tools in terms of his pass rushing ability. And like, I mean, Max wasn't a a bull rush guy. And now you see him just freaking rocking uh, tackles back and, and just go. And I mean, he not only closed this game once, but closed this game twice. And we haven't had a closer on this football team on the defensive line since Khalil Mack. We thought Chandler Jones might be that guy this year, but Mm -hmm. it's not, it's Max Crosby, but that's okay. Like the idea that that young man is earning every single penny of that (laughs) 98.98. I mean, just absolutely amazing. And, and yeah, couldn't be uh, more thankful as a fan to see where this thing's going on the defensive line.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of other players we got to shout out, and I see everybody in the YouTube chat talking about other players who played well. Yes, Denzel Perryman had the interception, of course, Absolutely. and again, his second just phenomenal game in a row, and we expect that from Denzel Perryman based on last year. It took him a little bit to get started this year because of the injury. Uh, Billings, Nichols up front, I mentioned. Deron Harmon at safety uh, continues to be the Raiders' yes. best safety. Amik Robertson, Rocky in spots. They both played. Amik Robertson had a n- couple nice really sequences against uh, um, DK Metcalf. It's a tough guy, strong guy to cover. And so you're starting to see, I think we talked about it in the first segment on offense, but you're starting to see it on defense too. These guys, it's belief, right? It's having the faith in one another and in your own abilities and in the system to, to play where you're supposed to play, do what you're supposed to do, and as they called in the Raider, the Raider locker room, do your job, right? And you're starting to see these guys do it. I'm not saying these guys are lighting up the world on defense or that they're an all-pro defense. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying, though, is it's getting better. And if you're a Raider fan, when you have a season like this, as you and I said last week after the win, you just want to see improvement, steady improvement, so you know things are headed in the right direction
1: yeah and you know when you look at like i'll give you another play that stood out to me you know the the seahawks had a third and 11 and they throw a screenplay right uh for those of us that remember the days of jamal charles taking screen passes to the house like that was like a very vulnerable spot for the raiders like previous versions of the raiders we get gouged on that like when Mm -hmm. everyone on the planet knows what they're doing on a third and 11 throwing it throwing that screenplay But for whatever reason it would freaking torch jason tarver's defense you know what i mean so like the idea that like now the raiders then completely collapse that play, shut it down quick. Like those are the kind of things that I gave Patrick Graham all the crap in the world. I was calling for the guy to like, I mean, not that I, my opinion matters, but I'm like, this guy needs to go. <laughs> like we got Rob Ryan in house, like give him a headset and let's move on. You know what I mean? But like, look at now, all of a sudden the Raiders are making plays. And I thought that that was a, you know, evidence of, cause again, you see that kind of stuff. And it just like, it's, you, you know, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to play down the actual uh, the seriousness of the of the, uh, of the, of the condition of PTSD. But, like, when you got – like, as a Raider fan, I'm, like, watching this thing and I'm, like, oh, no, here it goes. Like, this is where we <laughs> see some goofy, you know what I mean, some 80-yard play out of nowhere. But that's not what happened to, uh, to this team on this day. And so, you, you got to chalk that up to not only improvement but, but uh, you know, better coaching. And so, I, I got to give the Raiders credit, man. It was awesome.
2: Yeah, it was, and I think that that's what you have to look for. I mean, Webb played well too. Kevin, our good friend Kevin, win out on uh, on uh, YouTube talked about that as well. Agreed, and that's what you do when you have a win like this. What you what you see is you see everybody playing well now. Were there plays that didn't play? Well, yes, we saw that sequence where the Raiders' defense over the middle there's seemingly nobody there, and that's a scheme issue. Don't know what's going on there. I have to look at the film to understand it. I can't really comment on it other than I know fans noticed it, and, of course, the commentators talk about it, so fans jump on it quickly. But, But I'm not sure what happened there. But overall, I think that's what you're seeing is you're starting to see all of it sink in. And I know we all got impatient. We said, listen, okay, they're not executing, but yet the coaching wasn't good. And we'll get into the coaching again, like I said, in the next segment because I think it deserves some addressment, addressing of it. But overall, you just like to see these guys playing as well as they are. Foster Moreau, another guy who's really stepped up. He had a couple big drops today, I would consider that, but he more than made up for it with the big touchdown in the back of the end zone, a beautiful throw from Derek Carr to Foster Moreau. But I also think it shows you that the offense and, and the play calling in those plays uh, was right on. And I think I've seen, I've seen, in my view, an improvement from Josh McDaniels on play calling as the Raiders are getting into the red zone or going on key third down plays. Are you feeling
0: the same thing? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
1: Yeah, I do, and I and I, I I can't believe I'm actually really getting behind what this coaching staff was saying <laughs> in press conferences because that's a few years, a few weeks ago. I'm like, these guys suck in a press conference, <laughs> um, but like, y- you know, they were talking about execution, and they were talking about that, you know, and it almost and at the time, it felt like they were really dumping it on the players, and it felt like they were like like shifting blame or making excuse for or whatever but like you know what i mean like kind of like qualifying what it was that they were doing and it was great but what these guys are doing on the field is terrible and that's why we're not winning but then you see today okay so like uh start off with defense we'll come back to the offense because because that's where you were leading with it defensively yeah. we saw a, a horrible missed tackles uh as what yeah. was it uh, uh harman is that who mm-hmm. was the, the running back that ran that that, that ball in um, okay, so horrible mistaggle. We saw um, Roderick teamer with a r- really, really bad read uh, on a crossing route on DK Mattcalf. okay? So like you see those things well that they were in the right spots. it really was poor execution. So coaching staff does its job. Now player needs to go and do their job and on those cases they fell a little bit short. Now overall, performance is fine because we won the football game, but you, you see where I'm going with it, right? So we, there, yeah. you start to see the execution. Then the same darn thing on offense. How many times has Josh McDaniels been criticized for the cute plays? And today, what do we see? First touchdown, wheel route, Amir Abdullah. I mean, Amir Abdullah hasn't really shown off his his pass catching and running ability since the preseason. And now all of a sudden, we got him running wheel routes down the sideline catching touchdown passes. And we're like, let's go. Like This is what we were looking for. But then even more so than that, again, to go back to play calling and the effectiveness of coaching and guys actually executing, The flea flicker. Matt Collins was wide open. The (laughs) offensive line holds up. They did their job. Derek flips it out there, doesn't do any goofy floater thing, doesn't overthrow him, just puts the ball on him, and and Matt Collins does the rest and takes it to the house. So it's like you kind of start to see this thing blend together and to do everything that everyone was speaking in the room about the high praise, but we didn't see the results on the field. Well, now we're actually starting to see the results show up on the field, and that's a great thing to see.
2: Yeah, and our good friend Rossi down in Australia says, Are we really celebrating a defense that gave up thirty points? And and it's a good point. I'm not I it's not lost on me, Rossi, but I will tell you this, and Murph, I'll get your comments on it too, which is you look at two of the scores that uh first of all, to start the game, they get the ball in great terror. So so the offense turned the ball over either via via turnover or via a bad coaching play, in my view, on a on a on a short third and fourth down down play where Josh McDaniel decides to pitch the ball back five yards to get five inches. And you gave Seattle the ball. You you gave your defense a very short field. So I'm I'm not excusing because you just mentioned it, Murph, the the bad tackling, some of the blown routes, all that kind of stuff. Still there. This is not a great defense. It's never going to be a great defense. There'll be wholesale turnover. I'm not saying that. But I have to say, up front, particularly, played a lot better than they have. Again, that does not mean they're a great defense or even a good defense yet, but they played well enough tonight, I think, to make the plays that they needed to make in order to give this team the opportunity to go down and win at the end, which, of course, they had to kick the field goal, and then they won in overtime, uh, thank goodness. And the defense held up in overtime, which was a big part of this. So at key moments, they did what they, what they had to do. Is that your assessment, Tumor?
1: Yeah, that's all they needed to do. You know, we talked about it on our show this last week. I ran down all the, you know, the the defensive ranks for the Raiders since Derek Carr has been in the league. And, like, the highest it was was in 2016 and 2017. And, oh, my gosh, look what happened in 2016. We made the playoffs. What a concept, right? And I'm like, and this doesn't absolve Derek Carr of any of his, you know, lack of performance at times. But the idea is this, is that offensively we've been good enough to win a considerable amount more football games than we have, whether you put it all entirely on Derek mm-hmm. Carr or not. The idea is this is that the entirety of the team is improved when your defense isn't in the bottom five of the NFL and a lot of times it's 32nd it's 29th it's 28th it's what it's definitely in the depths and so if the we don't expect this defense I didn't expect this defense going into the season to be a top 10 defense I don't think we need a top 10 defense but a 16 or 17 might be cool. And if we get a top, you know what I mean? That type of a defensive performance, that's all we need. Are we going to blow a few plays? Sure. It's going to happen because like you said, Scott, you know, we're going to run out of talent. We got to, we're gonna have a lot of, we're going to have a lot of turnover. There's going to be a right. lot of change going on but they're good enough and if they're coached up to the point which is seemingly they're headed that way then we are good enough to be at least I don't know top 20 and if we're top 20 we can make the playoffs like I mean I'm not saying this year per se but the idea is that we don't need them to be the 85 bears you know what i mean like we don't need them to be that we just need them to be the 06 colts
2: <laughs> there you go so so uh, agreed and i think that's that's where you have to get and 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 the raiders playing like they're playing. Now, you just want to see who they have play to the best of the ability. And yes, the Raiders had to score 40 points. But again, I think that was exacerbated by some of the things we're going to talk about when we come back from the second break, which is some of the play calling on offense, particularly one play I think that got the the hair on the back of the neck of Raider Nation to really stand up and say, "Whoa, what are we doing there? Uh, but but uh, that's going to happen in the course of a game, too. Nothing goes perfectly. If you watch other NFL games like I do all day long on Sundays, you see lots of questionable things happen. So the Raiders aren't alone in it, but it's what happened. All right, so we're going to take uh, a quick break. When we come back uh, for our audio folks, we're going to take a break, break. On video, we're going to come right back as well, and we will get through the rest of our take on this game. You're with Murph and Scott here on Silver and Black Today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Don't go anywhere.